This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. This is Father Richard Kunz coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, and my co-host today is Deacon John Foucault. And our next guest, we don't want to hate her because she's living in Scottsdale right now and enjoying the sun. And so all the guests that are listening up in the winter wonderland of our radio audience, uh, just be very uh, um, patient with Kristalina, who says, you can't shovel sunshine. That's what she said to me during the break. So Kristalina, welcome to the show, and why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? (laughs) You did quote me there, Father. You can't shovel the sunshine, but... You know, I ha- I'm married to Jason Everett, and we run Chastity Project. I'm a co-founder of Chastity Project, and I also run Women Made New Ministries. And I have 11 children, so I have my three babies in heaven and our eight children here who eat me alive sometimes, let's be honest. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> so, okay, so no, so you, are, you're, you just wrote a book. Is that my understanding? Am I correct in my understanding? Yes, Women Made New with EWTN Publishing. And it wasn't just me. It was... um. About 12 women, uh, or all the contributors that came together to, to really do this book. And Mother Angelica was actually one of the contributors that I was allowed to go back into um, listen to 300 hours of her videos and some of her archive things. And I was able to compi- compile from listening uh, two chapters from Mother Angelica that had never been in writing before. And there's a beautiful prayer also that I found that they had not published yet. And it was really beautiful because it really talks about holding your head up high and really just, just having that faith in the providence of God in your life. Because so many women right now are hurting and wounded and don't know what to do. And just like me, back with, with my own life, I just I just stuffed everything. I acted like the problems weren't there, and I put lipstick on it and act like everything's okay. And a lot of women do that because that's pretty much what we see. Maybe our families tell us to do that. And it's time for women, and just like I did, to just face it, to own it, to heal it, to know that Jesus wants so much more for your life than just hiding our wounds and surviving on a daily basis. Well stated. So the book focuses on 12 women that overcame some great trials. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. Tell us a bit what did they have in common and so forth. Every single one of these women in the book is an overcomer. So if you've had an abortion, you've been sexually abused, if you've been raped, you've had an eating disorder, you have people-pleasing problems, you name it, we pretty much covered it in the book. And that's the thing. I didn't want it to be about me and focusing on just things that I've overcome because I can't relate to that woman that maybe has people-pleasing problems or that had that abortion. But there are women in the church that are powerhouses that I wanted to bring together to let women know, look, it doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done. All that matters is where you go right now. And look, this is a woman that you could relate to within this book. And also she has a ministry behind her that can help you heal those wounds that are holding you back from becoming the woman that God is calling you to be. And that's one question I want women to ask themselves throughout the entire book as they're reading, is what is it that is keeping you from becoming the woman that God is calling you to? to be, because there's always seems to be something I'm finding, that there's just this one thing, this one, like, this wound that maybe you don't want to face, that you're holding on to, or that you want to just ignore and just not bring that up. You know, you don't want to look at that. Look over here. But that is the, the precise thing that is keeping you from fully entering into the life that God wants you to live in, and, and the gifts and the talents and everything that He's given you 
is going to be tied up in that wound if you can't heal it and face it and get past it. And it really kind of handicaps your relationship with God, I find. So, so uh, Christalina, so are you one of the 12 that wrote I that? am one of the 12. Okay. So, so, <laughs> I so, have three chapters within the book. Okay, all right. So I guess that was where my question is going to be. So did the other 11 women, did they, you mentioned Mother Angelica, obviously she couldn't write her own at this point, but the other women, did they write their own? Did they contribute to the book like in that regards that they actually wrote? Yes, they did. Everyone wrote their own chapters. And really, honestly, this book came from, um, bear with me here, but uh, I, I was pregnant, what, seven, eight months? And I, I believe this was our eighth child at that point. And I was bending down. I was I was and bending down, getting a juice box. And when I bent over, because my body was so lucid and ready to give birth, and women out there know exactly what I'm talking about. Almost my back separated. The bones in my back separated a little bit, and it came back together, but in the wrong places. And my I literally was dislocated, and I didn't realize at the time. And my entire just right side went limp, and I couldn't stand. My just my leg gave out on me, and I didn't know what happened. And I'm screaming, Jay. Come here, you know. And he comes running, and he takes me to the emergency room because something just happened so quickly, and they didn't know what was wrong. And I couldn't get any MRIs. I couldn't see what was the X-rays. Nothing. But I will tell you, I was in the most pain I've ever been in my entire life, right after childbirth. But I couldn't take anything for it. I couldn't do anything because I was so far along in my pregnancy. And I came home, and I was bedridden for the rest of my pregnancy. And I didn't want to tell anyone. I was really private about it. There are moments in people's lives where they're crying to God, and there are moments where they're crying out to God. And that was a moment I was crying out to God, and I didn't understand, and I was a little angry, but I really embraced my relationship. And in that time, I ended up having a dream. And in this dream, there were rows and rows of women with their backs to me. And all of a sudden, a black shadow was going through these rows of women, different ethnicities, sizes. And as the black shadow passed these women, they were throwing something over their head behind them. And I looked up over and I turned around. And when I turned around to see what it was, I was in front of this desolate desert, right? And these things were falling down on the sand. And it, it sounded like wet rocks, like it was falling. But the sand would come up and swallow these, these gorgeous gems and jewels. And, and it was like they weren't even there anymore after the sand came and just kind of swallowed them. And I said, Lord Jesus, what are those? And I heard a voice back saying, those are the gifts and talents and virtues that I have given women in their vocation, and they are giving them away and giving way to the world. And then I heard, go find the gems and give them back to the women. Now, that was really profound, and I woke up after that. I'm like, what, where are these gems? Where do I find these gems? And I was really unsatisfied. But then after I was asking these women, and this book came to be, I remember literally coming out of my mouth and I was talking to Catherine Hadro from EWCN. She says, Crystalina, what do you want me to write? What do you think I should write about? And I said, Catherine, go to Jesus in the Eucharist and ask him, and Jesus is going to give you that gem that he wants you to give to women. And I remember as soon as I said that, it got us the phone, I was overwhelmed because I realized, oh my goodness, I was going around to these different women and I was collecting those gems and I remembered my dream. So there's something to be said about what these women each wrote about and, and the message that they have that they want to convey to women because those are specific wounds that women have right now. And those are things that they're giving away to the world that God wants to restore in women, I feel. Do we know who some of these women are? I mean, uh, some of them, you mentioned some that work for EWTN. Are there any of them that are a little bit higher profile? 
Uh, there is Jeanette Bankovic. There's Teresa Tomio. There is, I, I already mentioned, Mother Angelica. Uh, Joy Tinto. We have Cameron Fred, Lisa Cotter. Um, I actually have my own therapist who I've been going to for years, a psychologist. I wanted to get a good um, Catholic psychologist who really could speak to women's hearts and that I could trust because counseling is something that they don't want to go to, but um, something that's just helped me tremendously. And she also wrote a chapter in there as well. There's about 12 women, and they all have ministries, and even Lisa Cotter was feminine genius. I mean, she did an excellent job explaining that right now. Fantastic. Some of those individuals that you mentioned are very well known on uh, the radio shows, obviously. So this book is one, I think, that will change individuals' lives as well. As you had mentioned, to have women... Uh, acknowledge the wounds that they have and to bring them forward versus, like you said, put lipstick on it and hide it and, and shove it away and, and, and let it go is so important to, to bring it to the forefront and let God help them heal it and help God move within their lives to discover, as you had mentioned, what is his plan for them. Oh, absolutely. And women are so scared and they're fearful, but it's honestly going and facing it and giving it to Jesus that that's where they're really powerful and their entire life can change because a lot of the time when you you do have such a serious wound or something that happened to you in the past you do want to forget it. you want to ignore it but there's something about going there and allowing jesus to heal you and work with you and and to just get rid of that yuck that we so want to just hide from the world and and that demonic dialogue that everybody man woman and child deals with on a daily basis really can beat you up if you're not good enough you're not worthy mm-hmm. you're not useful you're not smart enough but God really does counteract that in the small whispers of our hearts. And some women right now listening really are thinking, wow, I really do need to face this, or I need, I need to go to counseling, or I need to go to confession. It's just time to listen to that small, still voice. Because as dark as I was in my life back before my conversion, I still heard those small, still whispers of God's voice. And you've got to listen. And I tell my kids, that's the compass to heaven. It's the best way to help them wrap their little minds around it, and they understood that. But to a certain extent, it truly is, and God is always pursuing us, even in our darkest moments. Where can they find your book? Uh, EWTNRC.com or uh, Sophia Press. You also can get it at Barnes & Noble and Amazon as well. You can get it everywhere. Excellent. When did it come out? Uh, It came out, I believe, in November. There was a big launch for it over the summer into the fall, but uh, it's been out for, for a little bit, but not too long. And um, right now, it's, it's amazing, the feedback from women and how it really is changing lives. I was going to ask that. What is some of the feedback? We've got about a minute before the break, a yeah. minute and a half before the break. What's some of the feedback that you've received? Uh, a lot I'm getting, I really needed this right now. Thank you, Kristalina. I didn't realize some of these things. Or it was so helpful for me in giving me courage in order to face the things I didn't want to face. And that's the thing. Courage is contagious, and the only reason I feel like I had my conversion is because there was a courageous young man who got up and was willing to talk about his past and how he overcame that. And so women do not underestimate the power of your own testimony and what it is God is asking them to do, because everyone's important, everyone's valuable, and everyone has a seat and a voice at God's table, and not to undermine yourself uh, by your own fear. That's great. Uh, we're, we're talking to Kristalina Everett, uh, author of the new book, Women Made New, and we're going to continue this conversation after this brief break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, 
and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says that when we forgive from the heart, we are transformed and we become more like Jesus. It is not in our power not to feel or to forget an offense, but the heart that offers itself to the Holy Spirit turns injury into compassion and purifies the memory in transforming the hurt into intercession. Holding on to unforgiveness, bitterness, and resentment is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. Ultimately, we are the ones who suffer the most. We have been forgiven through our baptism and continue to be forgiven through the sacrament of penance. Through conversation with the beloved, the sacraments, and life in the Holy Spirit, may we be given the grace to forgive our transgressors just as Jesus taught us. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. This is Jake Warner, the State Deputy of the North Dakota Knights of Columbus. I was asked to explain if someone were to come to me and, and ask why should they become a Knight of Columbus. I can answer from my, my own experience, uh, and that would be um, becoming a Knight of Columbus has made me a better Catholic. It's made me a better uh, husband. It's made me a better father. It's made me a, made me a better man. There are so many things about the Knights of Columbus that young men are really looking for, and and they don't understand it's just as close as as their local church. Becoming a part of of the Knights of Columbus local council uh, opens up so many doors for you. In a society where people are known to be loners and going their own way and, and trying to figure out what's going on around them, the Knights of Columbus provides you a family, people that you can go to, resources that you can reach out to, ask questions of, get encouragement from, uh, not only spiritual encouragement, but, but all kinds of things. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. We are talking to Kristalina Everett, who is the much better half to Jason Everett, and we're talking about her book, Women Made New. And so, Kristalina, I've got a question I wanted to touch base and kind of thematic to the people that are listening in for the whole show, the idea of... Um, What's going on in the world today about, you know, what is a woman, the cancellation of women, transgender stuff. Uh, you know, when we have the Supreme Court justice uh, nominee that couldn't even define what a woman was. In your ministry with women, is there a sense of this canceling of women in the general culture? And if so, how does that manifest itself? You know, I think it's something that we've been dealing with for a very long time. And even when it came to abortion and pornography and just the way that the world looks at women or sexualizes women or tears women apart in our society. And I truly believe it's because we are powerful. And if we step into what it is God is asking us to do and just keep going forward, as hard as that may be, the confusion of the world, the transgenderism, all of these different ideologies are trying to be shoved down our throat to confuse us is who we are as women. And we have this feminine genius that is built within us, that God gave us, and the dignity as a daughter of God, the world is trying to rob that of us. And that is our identity, a child of God, a daughter and son of God. And if we give way to these ideologies and the things that are trying to strip us of that, of course we're going to be confused. Of course we're not going to know who we are 
and it comes down to being as confused as of your own gender. But the thing is, if you just kind of step back and stop trying to figure out things on the outside of yourself to really go in, really go inward and see what it is God is trying to say, because He speaks to all of us. He is going to counter the attacks that are coming against you, but you have to show up to your own fight. You have to stop. You have to listen and really look at things with a spiritual sense of, of um, spiritual eyes and ears and just step back. And I know that's a bit foreign to people, and a lot of people say, well, I don't fear God. What is? I don't even know what that means. Well, I would counter that and say, I don't believe you. Yes, you do hear God because you have a conscience. And most people, I, I believe all people, they know if they should be dating that person. They know if they should be in that job. They know if they should be watching that movie or being addicted to that Netflix show. Deep down, everybody knows that everybody makes a conscious effort to decide if they want to do it or not, and that is their decision. But God is speaking to us, and the more that we learn and train ourselves to listen to that voice deep down within us, the more we're able to hear God and to do His will in our lives and right order things. Because the, the devil just wants complete disorder and chaos in your life, on the outside, inwardly. But if you just step back and get away from the world and the spirit of the world and enter into what God's asking, your entire life can change. And that's what happened to me. So you had talked about counseling early on in the show in regards to yourself as well as others. Uh, you want to speak to the importance of that and finding somebody who is a, a faith-driven counselor and how they can help you uncover what you're seeking internally to find that internal peace? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the biggest lie I gave myself was that when I walked down the aisle and I married Jason, I was going to leave all my baggage behind. And I thought I'd just start this new, unbelievable life, and I wasn't going to be like my parents. And I was just going to start over. But that was a great lie because I brought all of the wounds and the baggage with me into my marriage. And after a couple of years, I really was struggling and I was angry and I was crying and emotional. And I know I had just had a baby, but still there was something deeper going on. And I knew it. And I was going to adoration. I was doing everything I could on my own. And it was in adoration that I knew deep down God was asking me to go to counseling. It was time to go to counseling. And I remember looking at the Eucharist, and I was just like, no, no, I'm not going to counseling. No. And because in my, my family, you didn't go to a counseling. You don't talk to people about your problems. You definitely don't pay someone to hear about your problems. You know, you keep those things to yourself in private and secret. And a lot of people grow up that way, like just that means something's wrong with you. But in all actuality, it was the key to my healing process to really go deeper where I needed to. And thank God I was humble enough to say yes, because it is a humbling thing. It was a hard thing to have to say, okay, I know, I need counseling, and I need to do this. But within counseling, I found out, and I suppressed it, and it was just it was so hard that I was sexually abused as a child when I was a little girl, and that all came up. And the day that that came up in counseling, it was one of the hardest days of my life, but it also, I made so much sense to myself in that moment. I was so confused about a lot of things, but I understood why I sexualized my anger, why it was hard for me to give love and receive love. Like, everything made sense. But I did it with Jesus. I did it with a good counselor. I did it also with a good confessor and a priest. And those are the three things that were key in my healing process. And if someone out there is listening and this rings true for them and they want to start a healing process, they know that they have something going on, especially if you're not married yet or you're engaged and you know you have past wounds, now is the time to deal with them. Do not... Do not bring that into your family and, and on your husband and on your children because eventually it will go on to them through you. And 
if you want to find a good Catholic counselor, you can go to womenmaynew.com. I redid my entire website where you can just type in your zip code and you can find a good Catholic counselor near you or with telehealth. If you want to go to an adoration chapel, you put in your zip code and you can find the closest adoration chapel or where they're having mass or confession. I made it really easy that it's a one-stop shop for women. If they want to start a healing process, everything is right there for them. Because that's something I didn't have, and it was really difficult for me at the time, and I don't want other women to go through that. So I created a website that it would be easy for them if they wanted to do this. Tell us a little bit more about that um, uh, uh, telehealth, because a lot of our listeners are going to be in very rural areas right now, Kristalina, and so can they go to your website and find about information about the telehealth as well? Oh, absolutely. Most counselors are doing counseling online now. Because of COVID, a lot of counselors just got set up that way. So you can find the counselors online that will actually just do it right there in the comfort of your own home. So it's like a lot of excuses are just kind of taken out of the way, you know, that people typically would have, but they can have their counseling. They can have everything right there in the privacy of their own home. They don't have to leave. You just have to find the counselors that are willing to do that, and there are plenty of them out there. Okay, so there's something I've been wanting to ask this entire interview, that's something that you said right at the very beginning. You spent 300 hours listening to Mother Angelica. What's your favorite quote? Mm-hmm. My favorite quote from Mother Angelica is this, and it actually goes along with the whole gem, because once I found this quote, I thought, oh my gosh, that's the cherry on top of all of this, and I found it at the end, and it is, the Spirit gave us His gift, so we would be clothed with the jewels of virtue, the gold of love, and the emeralds of hope, and the brilliant diamonds of faith. She says, let us not be content with the scotch tape and the aluminum foil of this world. And it was just perfect with the whole gem analogy that I got in that dream and that started this whole book off. That's excellent. Tell us again where people can find this book. Uh, EWTNRC.com, or they can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's everywhere right now. And it's been selling pretty well? It actually has, yes. And now women are getting book groups and doing this together. And this is a really nice book because it really goes through the different stages of your life. It's, it's something that you could pick up maybe three years from now. And maybe when you first got it, you were in college, and now you're married. This book will still be relatable. It doesn't matter what age you are. You could be 18 or all the way to 90 years old, and this book will be relatable for women and challenges and struggles that they may be going through right now and also in the different stages of your life of what you're going through. And there's also Bible verses in the back. If you're struggling with anger or loneliness or mistrust or um, pride issues, whatever it is, I also have an entire uh, chapter in the back that women can look at the different Bible verses that will help them in that moment and read the Word of God as well. All right. Well, do you have any last... Uh, we have less than a minute left, Crystalina. Any last uh, thoughts? thoughts? We're entering, we are in Holy Week right now, and let this be the best Holy Week of your life. Maybe take it seriously on a different level that you never had before. Go see Jesus. Go to confession. Enter into His passion, because I know He wants to speak to every single person out there listening, and this is your invitation. So go to Jesus. Know that He loves you, He wants you, and it's never too late to start over. Amen. Thank, thank you very much, Kristalina. You have a most blessed triduum. Yes. You too. Thank you for having me. God bless you it's, and all of your listeners. It's been great having you. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, now let's call on Rachel to tell us a little bit about the next show. 
on the next Real Presence Live Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Amanda Ellerkamp and Kelly Schneider are your hosts, coming to you live from Trinity High School in Dickinson, North Dakota. They'll be speaking with Frank Burkholt about the Rapid City Newman Center's Bridges of Faith event. And Monsignor Thomas Richter will be speaking about the significance of Holy Week and how we should celebrate it. All this and more is coming on the next Real Presence Live Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Hey, Rachel, what's your favorite music form? What do you like music-wise? Yeah, what do you listen to? I listen to a lot of country music, but I also listen to a lot of praise and worship music. Okay, do you like classic country or the modern stuff? Classic country. All right, who's your favorite, Rachel? I don't know. Is it? Go ahead. Johnny Cash, by chance? No. (laughs) You would have made him happy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, I like the fact, classic country. Rachel, I've got a, a newfound respect for you. Thank you. So, Rachel, did you like the show today? I did. It was really good. What was your favorite part? My favorite part, I really enjoyed Straight Talk. Again, I always like that, especially when we get calls. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes yes. it gets to be chaos here okay. at the office, but yeah, and it's so fun. Okay, so in the in the spirit of, uh, of confession... Did you put the peeps question out there? No, I did not, but I know who did. <laughs> oh, okay. Somebody, somebody, somebody behind the scenes in the radio program, yeah. I suspect. Okay. Yeah. Right. It was a good question. It was nice and entertaining. I mm-hmm. enjoyed your answers, too. So yeah, Thank you. And I suspect that you are um, uh, going to be bored with the next show compared to this show. That'd be my guess. I mean, I can't say it until I'm there, but... There's good a answer. good point. Good, that is a good, good answer. answer. All right. Rachel, you are a natural yeah, at this. Yeah. <laughs> you have found she, your vocation. She, she's natural at, at uh, taking care of my quips. Yes, and, I'm, and, I'm ready for it every time. slamming. Okay, well, next time it's going to be a little bit more creative. Okay, so beware. I'll be ready. All right, thanks, Rachel. All right, well, John, thanks for filling in for the last minute. Thank You're very Cindy, welcome. Cindy thanks for asking. Sick. It's and always so, good to be here. Yes, that's a, a hope Cindy gets well today and feels yep. better. I got this text message early in the morning. When you get a text message like really early, my initial thought is that can't be good. That's right. It's and never so good. I, I looked at it as it was not good. And so <laughs> I've, I've never done one of these shows by myself. That's what you're and saying. My, and my concern is it's a straight talk because yeah. it's like if calls aren't coming in, it's like. You got to read. You got to uh, answer. Yeah, I, I, yeah, well, I just, I just don't want to talk to myself, you know. And yeah. So, so thank you for uh, filling in. You're and welcome. Always a pleasure to be here. We are hoping that all listeners have a very sacred, holy triduum. Take advantage of it. Don't make the next few days like any other few days because it's not. This is a very right. different week that we are in. So take full advantage of this holy week. And so let us end with a prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this great radio show, this great radio station, and that it may always be a tool for spreading your word throughout our listening area. And may all of our listeners have a truly sacred, holy, blessed triduum. May Almighty God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Happy Triduum, everybody, and I'm not going to say Happy Easter until the next show that we are on. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.